Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. This is AutoLine Daily for November 1st. 2011, and here are some of the latest developments in the global automotive industry. While hybrid and electric cars enjoy all kinds of attention from environmentalists, politicians, and the media in the American market, sales of clean diesels are slowly but surely starting to overtake their electric brethren. Lars Ulrich, the head of diesel marketing for Bosch in North America, says diesel sales will hit a critical mass sometime in the middle of this decade. By the 2015 uh, calendar year or 2015 time frame, we expect the market penetration to be at 10% in North America. So we're talking even at today's rates, 1.3 million diesels a year? Somewhere, some, somewhere in this proximity we're talking about clean diesel. And we see a strong indication from the market that consumers are ready to accept these. Um, just by the take rate alone, but then also if you ask independently the question whether consumers are willing to purchase this alternative powertrain technology, every third co consumer would actually consider to purchase this vehicle if one would be available. If he's right and sales of diesels hit 10% of the American market, that means they would be outselling hybrids by a factor of 5 to 1. Hey, does the Eurozone crisis have you worried? Analysts at Morgan Stanley suggest buying Ford bonds that pay 12% interest or Peugeot's bonds that pay 8.375%. They say these bonds are actually safe investments and pay much better than government securities. Wards reports two members of the French parliament are trying to protect European reserves of raw materials by putting an export tax on scrap cars. A lot of those scrapped cars are exported to China where they're melted down to make new metals. Europe consumes some 20% of the world's metals but only produces 3% itself. A tax on scrap exports would put European processors on a more equal footing with foreign recyclers. Craig Breedlove, a man who made a name for himself back in the 1960s by trying to break the land speed record, is at it again. According to Autoblog, he's planning to take a stab at 800 miles an hour. In 2013, Breedlove intends to return to the Bonneville Salt Flats to mark the 50th anniversary of his first record. What his new vehicle will look like and who will drive it is unknown, but at those speeds, who's ever behind the wheel better have a pilot's license. 800 miles an hour is fast. In fact, that's nearly 1,300 kilometers an hour. When Saab was sold last week to two Chinese companies, I said they need to make a big investment if they want to turn Saab around. Well, maybe they heard my advice. According to Bloomberg, Pangda and Youngman will invest over 610 million euros, that's about $850 million in Saab. That will help, but to fund new product development, they better be prepared to dump in several billion dollars more. Their goal is to get Saab profitable by 2014 with sales of up to 150,000 vehicles. And hey, speaking of Saab, coming up next, a look at what I think will be a very rare vehicle.
drivers who want to get the most out of their cars. It's Bridgestone or nothing. We'll have to wait and see if Saab truly gets back on its feet again. It'll take months for everything to get sorted out. But in the meantime, I was able to enjoy one of the company's latest models, though it is possible I may never get that chance again. Here's my instant impression of what's got to be the rarest mass production vehicle in the world, the Saab 94X. They've only made a couple of hundred of these things and they're probably not going to make any more. As you know, Saab's in deep trouble right now and doesn't have the cash to start building these things again, which is a shame because this is actually a very nicely designed vehicle with great Saab cues in the front end. One thing I especially like is the blue tint that they put on the headlamps. And as you walk down the side of the car, you notice that the side marker lamps pick up this tint. One thing that's kind of weird if you stand back and look at it is the way that the roof line seems to kick up at the end. That's because they blacked out this panel to give it that kick up. When you get closer to it, it almost looks like a surfboard on the roof of the car and it doesn't look that bad, but standing back, it's kind of weird, at least to my eye. And again, they've picked up some very nice lines in the way that this thing's been designed with that blue accent. And they carry that on the inside of the vehicle as well. They've got the same styling cues. You know, Saab's traditionally have always had the ignition key on the console of the car. They've got something very similar this time, just happens to be a stop-start button, but it's where Saab has always placed it traditionally. And when you look at the layout of the dash panel here, again, very cockpit kind of a design that's oriented to the driver, something that Saab's always done. And check out this, this vent. I just love the design, very kind of aircraft look to it, and something that just ties in with the overall design of this vehicle. But, you know, the real proof in it is driving. Come on, we got to take this thing out on the road. For the most part, I like the way that this vehicle drives. In fact, it's kind of familiar because remember, this is built on the same platform as the Chevrolet Equinox and the Cadillac SRX. But what's different about this one is it's turbocharged. It's got a 2.8 liter turbocharged engine and it's all wheel drive, but I don't like that aspect of it because there's a lot of turbo lag, at least at low RPMs. Once you're rolling along, no problem. This thing gets up and goes. But if you're going slow and you've got to nail it and really hustle out of the way, it's going to take a while to get there. The fuel economy's not that bad. I'm getting around 21 miles per gallon, although I've been trying to see how high I can get it. I think most anybody else would probably get about 18 or 19 miles per gallon in this thing. You know, I wish I could tell you a whole lot more about this car, but I can't. I didn't even get any paperwork on it. That's how far behind Saab is in doing anything about the vehicles that it's building right now. In fact, look at this. This is the owner's manual. They literally put it on a photocopy machine and gave it to us in the media. And that's why I can't tell you exactly what this car costs. And that's why I'm saying, as good as it is, this is going to be one of the rarest vehicles in the world because they're not going to make many of them. Now that Pangda and young men are going to invest significant money into Saab, maybe they can afford to make a few more 9.4s. But the question is, will General Motors be willing to build more 9.4s for a couple of Chinese competitors? If I were Pangda or Youngman, I would not count on it. Hey, tonight's the one night each month that you rule the Autoline Airwaves. 
And if you want to find out what Chevrolet is doing at SEMA this year, join us for Open Line, where our guest will be Margaret Brooks, Chevy's product and pricing director for small cars. As always, you can watch the webcast live or call in to participate in the conversation at 1-712-432-0900. The pin is 911-633. We'll see you tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific at Autoline.tv to talk about Chevy, SEMA, and anything else to do with cars. And that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.